Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode. Um, just to keep myself abrupt on Marvels, uh, of course, uh, this past year, or at least towards the end of the year, we have um, went through Hawkeye, The Eternals, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, uh, this particular episode, I'm going to designate this one with Hawkeye, which we are introduced uh, with Kate Bishop. We are reintroduced with Yolanda. And the story uh, within this one deals with the five-year gap that Clint himself has like literally uh suffered through and i i believe that this episode uh pertains for that one i will in in definitely uh do future uh episodes for the other ones but i really i really don't think it's going to be possible for uh, i believe uh spider-man because uh, I think I already gave enough praise for that one as it is. And the Eternals. Well, <laughs> I- I'm going to be honest. I I really don't want to talk about the Eternals too much. Because uh, the film is like a cascade of both poor. But at the same time bad reviews but even so that it is what it is it's it's something totally different so back to Hawkeye which was this lovely six seven episodes give or take hold on um I'm just trying to get this like drawn in in my head right now because it's a six-episode season. It's a mini-series, of course, which we are drawn into many things. Of course, we have Jeremy Renner reprising his role as Clinton Barton, uh, Flores Pugh being Yelena, and of course uh, Haley Seinfeld being Kate Bishop in this whole thing. So, uh, to be honest, uh, this whole series uh, is pretty much a drawback of many people who's portraying. Uh, portraying their roles of course linda cardellini uh being uh clint's wife in this and even i got like like 360 degree when, when i found out towards the end so i'm like what so just a, just a bit of uh someone not spoiler territory but a bit of a recap of course this this whole series is about during Christmas time and how the whole Barton family is like celebrating the season until of course Clint gets uh, a hold of hearing that his costume his Ronin costume was found and auctioned to be purchased and by that discovery he found that the person who took his costume was Kate Bishop, who portrayed his role and starting to come like undone in a way by believing that someone who's Ronan had came back. Now, 
this one is like really weird and all that so it's like super you know hands on and all that and of course uh, the dynamic between uh, Renner's and Seinfeld's characters uh, in this film it, it does play it does play off in the comics a little but not too much because they're both equal on delivering and everything so it's like you know one half good one half better kind of deal not to mention it's like he's passing down the torch if you will uh, for future events that were gonna happen so keep in mind this is not the last time we're gonna see Kate in this whole Marvel Universe and uh, of course we we do have to you know call the elephant in the room in a way uh, that you, at the end of Black Widow which spoilers if anyone hasn't seen it as of yet but even so uh, Yelena uh, at the end of that film of Black Widow found out that her sister had uh, perished uh, during Endgame and of course uh, we're visited with uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character uh, recruiting her to find out well not really recruiter just pointed her in a way to find out who was the cause or the reason that uh, Natasha is gone and she shows Yelena a photo of Clint at the end of that film which some of us um, I'm not saying like filmmakers but some of us fans uh, knew that we were going to see Yelena down the line somehow in some manner or form which uh, personally I I never suspect <laughs> uh, seeing her character uh, portraying the Black Widow garb if you will by hiding her identity going after Clint but at the same time I gotta understand like wait a minute Clint never met Yelena and Yelena don't know how Clint would react so this would be one of those markers where she would be like yeah she's a black widow I'm kind of you know so almost throughout that part it was like one after the other and uh, I do kind of like this uh, series to introduce the uh, character Echo because that is a form of representation of how Clint is in the whole series he this whole series literally had his character go under a uh, new development if you will uh, Clint lost his hearing or at least a uh, portion to the point where you hear muffled, but you can't really hear the person. Uh, which I would, which I can honestly say that uh, this term is diminishing of hearing. And if anyone kind of like puts two and two together, um, this does give us a representation of our American Sign Language uh, folks, if not uh, the community of the American Sign Language. Therefore, they would understand that uh, it's almost as natural as uh, 
being blind or uh, walking with a cane. Uh, but it doesn't... Even though uh, it's, it's kind of like labeling the person being disabled, they're not really disabled. They're just, you know... They're enhanced in a way of trying to make a bad situation good. Uh, for Echo, she can't speak because she is uh, she's deaf. I'm gonna be honest with the honest word right there. But even so, when a person that doesn't hear as a normal person, it gives a uh, it gives like some sort of anxiety of sorts, but even so, uh, a person who doesn't have this ability to hear or any kind of ability whatsoever uh, has overcome by being a better person uh, in the whole situation. And I do honestly give the whole props uh, for that community because they are as normal as everyone else regardless if their uh, ability of not hearing or not seeing or anything at all uh, stops them from being uh, a part of a community of people. I mean, whoever finds uh, disability uh, a problem for people, that's on them. Me, I just want to make sure that you know they are okay in my book, and they are amazing people to begin with. So, but uh, I'm sidetracking on this one because uh, the story, uh, besides uh, Clint losing this hearing, is that he's trying to clear Kate of being this Ronin character. At the same time as finding out that Yelena is going after Clint because of Natasha. And even so, this whole dynamic of doing this, doing that, uh, doesn't help Clint whatsoever uh, on certain things. It, but even so, the, the action, the cinematography, uh, everything is in there that is like great. Uh, when I saw episode 3, there is a bit of a drawback, if you will, if anyone notices. And I know I'm trying not to repeat what other reviewers have said, but there is this, like, camera movement, if you will. This 360 going all around in a circle uh, in the car does give us a drawback to, and I can't believe I'm actually quoting this because I quote this from my instructors when I was in film school. And... There's a few of them that loves this movie. Uh, this particular scene in Hawkeye gave us this vibe for the same scene in Children of Men uh, when there is a camera going 360 inside the vehicle and taking every which way of the view towards whatever action or what's happening uh, on the whole front until we find ourselves like moving with the camera outside the window giving us a different look vibe and feel uh before heading to the next scene now speaking as a cinematographer uh, whoever is the camera person must understand that when you're doing a 360 turnabout inside the car, 
of course you're you're in some sort of device, uh, which uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely lay out a gear name here. Uh, it's literally a vest harness uh, glide camera, if you will, which is uh, a person is like literally strapped with a. Uh, it's literally a vest with a mechanism uh, that's attached to the vest to a pole and giving the person almost like near free range of the camera and its weight plus also uh, whoever actually has the, the gear on top of the uh, camera which is a steady cam pole uh, it's a lot of discussion, but um, bear with me because the camera also has to fit on the stand or the the pole itself, the the Steadicam pole, uh, as it's being built around to where the person can see both the individuals as well. And the angle of a person who needs to film that uh, must be at least lower below the camera, so. I'm praying and hoping that when they were filming this, that the back seat uh, does not come up all the way, but comes up at a certain amount where the person is lowered down in in the seat where there was, allowing the uh, camera to like give it a 360 degree of knowing what it was going. Now to emulate that, uh, <laughs> that's going to take another discussion because I'm not going to go into it. But uh, yeah, the uh, the story does progress, uh, and of course we are meeting with uh, and yes, there is a lot of comic reference when I'm going to say this. We are literally met with the Swordmaster, uh, and for those who are just wondering what what I mean by that. Um, Jack uh, du, Dusan, the gentleman who is uh, played by uh, Jack, uh, or played by Tony Dalton, uh, his character literally is the Taskmaster, uh, the Swordmaster, which is another uh, drawback to uh, Hawkeye's past, if you will. Uh, back in uh, his heydays before being Hawkeye. Uh, as a comic fan, this did send chills because there is a lot of history between the Swordmaster and Hawkeye. For one being one of an archer and one of them being a uh, sword expert. And even, even so, half the time I just like looked at it and it's like, wow. And uh, the person who plays Echo, uh, or at least the uh, version of Echo, which is uh, Maya Lopez, uh, the actress uh, uh, Queen Cox, uh, her roles uh, is like awesome. As well at the same time as understanding that the community that she's in 
kind of helps out the whole like the whole vibe and everything and even so um it in true perspective uh she's portraying a fantastic role as both the actual uh character who actually has a real a, a real affliction uh disability that uh regardless if it was like actual or not uh marvel did a fine job of finding a person who actually has some ties in if you will that portrayed in a role of a comic book character uh when i saw this character this echo character uh definitely was in the pages of daredevil and of course uh we cannot undermine one thing without the other so bear with me so of course this character had a connection to wilson fix uh, and when i say wilson fix i'm talking about the kingpin and he is like he's like one of the big bads that you assume that is going to be like different portrayal by someone else but lo and behold uh because this is kind of like a huge huge drawback uh if you will and i really really hope that uh marvel is going to try to tie in as much as their uh, original con- original sources are because this Wilson Fix is our very own Vincent D'Onofrio off of the Netflix Daredevil series. Now, anything that's portrayed in the back or portrayed in like in the past, of course we are we are seriously introduced with the idea that the character Wilson Fix had undermined not only the uh, death of Echo's father but at the same time uh hired the one person that she's chasing the entire time that we already know which was definitely uh Hawkeye but it's not really just Hawkeye but the persona of Ronan who he hired in some part of the uh, five-year gap.
Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on uh, www.anchor.fm slash E-D-C-A-S-T-2-0. That is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20. Yeah, just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up. Until then, thanks for listening.